Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! I'm Andy. I'm Sarah. I'm Doug. And I'm Jesse. And we are the Space Nerd Star Trek Club. Yeah! Star Trek! We're meeting every week to talk about new episodes of Star Trek Picard. Woo! Get ready for Star Trek Club! Find out how you can support the creation of this show at patreon.com slash space nerds podcast. We are space nerds! <laughs> I'm a, I'm a vagina value. <laughs> what? A value? JJ vagina, bajazel, bajazel, vajazel. <laughs> Bedazzle, vajayj, vagina, regina, vagina. <laughs> vagina. Vagina. <laughs> what? Do we have a song? Yes. Oh. Somewhere in there. But are you recording? You say bejazel yeah. and I say bejazel. You say bejj and I say vagina. Vagina. Bejazel. 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 Let's come home. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the Space Nerds Star Trek Club. Uh, what did we just no. watch? Okay, Boom. I don't know. Wow. That was bananas. It what, was. What is that episode called? It's called Bejazzled. Bejazzled. I already bejazzled. named this podcast Bejazzled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so. I feel like I'm more confused after watching that yeah, episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to say, I. Didn't love it. <laughs> I really wanted to love it, and I enjoyed certain aspects of it. But I feel like you know what I was thinking of the whole time. The part in one of the newer Star Wars movies where they go to the racetrack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Canto bite. Yes. Canto and, and how? Last Jedi. And how? Like you and I talked about how we thought (laughs) what a great opportunity to like envision an imaginary world in which there is a a horse racing track and like what you could be so much more creative outside of what we know yeah to do that like canto bite just looked like a las vegas casino with a couple of more alien heads (laughs) and i felt very much like we were in that world that's so interesting but also i just there was so much violence in this episode wow it was very graphic yeah, right off the top, too. Yeah. yeah. And then people that I... The main thing I was, I'm struggling with is people that I... There are already people I'm not rooting for. <laughs> and then they... Now they're increased... And now they've got me really conflicted and increasing... Like, two people that I'm, like, rooting for are doing things I hate. Right. <laughs> because even though I didn't like Bejazzle or whatever, <laughs> I didn't like that she went back just to, like, murder her in cold blood. Right. Uh, was she bejazzled? That was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. When did they call her bejazzled? <laughs> like, bejazzled. She, like, <laughs> she calls her. Is, she calls her Jay at yeah. one point. Um, and yeah, but yeah, Jay. Bejazzled. She calls her Jay a couple times. She's, she's, like, she's like, good to see you too, bejazzled. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, I, it, was it someone like Rita or something? Annika. Annika. Yeah, that's Seven of Nine's real name. Yeah. Yeah. Her birth name. I I'm processing still. I. I have so much to say. What did you think of it, Sarah? Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely 
am not a fan either in the really? sense of like all right, i didn't hate the episode but i felt like it didn't have like we've been talking a lot about pacing and i feel like this is another one where they completely lost their understanding of pace there was one point just where you were like i totally so now <laughs> I, I have did. no idea what's yeah, happening i did and it literally didn't matter what you <laughs> miss i feel like because i was like yeah i there were so many times i tuned out and like was like oh well like I like that furry jacket he's wearing like you know <laughs> but I did feel like from the beginning what's her name Agnes she's the yeah she, yeah Aggie Aggie I felt from the beginning there was something wrong with her especially uh-huh. when she was so eager to get on this trip and I was oh, like yeah. something's oh, yeah, wrong so I guess the one thing we can take away from this episode is we have a clear understanding of where she lies right. yeah which I think is interesting. But then also with the doctor guy, the guy in the videos who made the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. They're the same. Yeah. Bruce Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is supposed to be the same character from Star Trek Next Generation, The Measure of a Man. That tall guy with the really dark hair who was put data on trial for... That was him? That's that character. It's supposed to be him. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and the other thing is you get... So then he's the ones that... He's the one that created Dodge and Soji. Yeah. Well, and so did Augie, apparently. Right, yeah. Like, now we know that she and was somebody else. completely in on it. Soong. Somebody else? Oh, Soong. Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that the one That's who... Data's creator. Oh, he, He's saying oh, that right, we built right, off right. of Soong's work. Right, right, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. But yeah, she definitely is in on it. So that oh, was yeah. interesting to learn. That, yeah. I, I yeah. forgot about that already, because I'm. there's so much in this episode that was just like... The hardest choice. It's like not a soft choice, but like a hard choice. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah. it was like every five seconds there was another choice that I was like, "Whoa, yeah. that you're doing that <laughs> the whole time." And by the end of it, I just my head just feels like so spun around, and I just have to say, "Thank you, Star Trek." <laughs> like that was like the craziest shit. <laughs> that episode was batshit crazy, and it continues the tradition of having mm. a batshit crazy balls to the wall questionable choices episode of Star Trek <laughs> in sure. season one of a new Star Trek show. Like, yeah. but Jazel exists forever in Star Trek <laughs> canon now. Like that makes me giddy with with just the giddies. It Who just makes may me laugh so hard. Very well be Seven of Nine, Annika's ex-girlfriend. Right. Who right. then like murdered her son and then Seven murdered her. Yeah. It's that's like what it really seems like, like yeah. Uh, some yeah. some gothic level shit going on there. Uh, wh- Doug, what did you think of that? This episode? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I think the pacing, uh, we've been talking about that the whole series. Um, and I didn't like the pacing in this one in the sense that there was so much happening here that pieces of it could have maybe been doled out or hmm. if, if the rest of the series leading up to this had, had maybe like gently moved up a slope or we had snippets of it. But this one felt like just a, a huge, like, 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 let's crank the knob <laughs> to 11 and then keep cranking it until nothing, you know, it was just, I thought that was a bit much, I, but I still, yeah. I loved it. I, I, yeah. I liked all the, banana stuff that happened there was so last week in the previews i caught a snippet of rio dressed like as the peacocking yeah. fixer guy and picard with an eye patch and i was just like <laughs> what the fuck are they doing and then online there were people who were like oh we're getting our first like um holodeck episode yeah oh. we're getting like a we're getting like a malfunctioning holodeck episode mm. everybody's in weird costumes but it was like no, they're like, this is what they're calling undercover mm-hmm. in space Las Vegas. And it yeah. was like, all right. <laughs> and Picard doing like 
a oh my God. not a great okay, French that accent. That was a funny, <laughs> though. French accent, which but he's, like, over he's the supposed top. to be from France. The character's supposed to be, yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe then, he was pretending to be a guy, pretending to have an accent. It seemed like, yeah. It, yeah, like it was supposed to be intentionally, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I just loved it. I just loved yeah. it. And then, but it was crazy to have this kind of, like, Star Trek weirdness basically bookend by graphic violence. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so strange. So yeah. strange. It was such a weird experience to watch. I, I don't even know if I liked it, but I I like love that it exists. Mm. Like I don't even think necessarily that it was good. I think maybe I think it was bad, but I kind of <laughs> love that it exists and I loved watching it. Just like knowing how crazy that episode was and how all these fanboys across the world are probably uh-huh. like all up their butts about this and I'm just like <laughs> overjoyed by b- the bejazel of it all if you know what I mean yeah that's yeah that's a beautiful uh, thing yeah I mean, it's absolute like madness this is just madness yeah. <laughs> so speaking of bejazel <laughs> so did I understand that storyline correctly that basically um, she was harvesting parts of Borgs. Yes. Yeah. And, but she was under the guise of like what the reclamation project is trying to do, which is like help the Borgs. Yeah. She was undercover seemingly, or like in with fault intent inside of the group that they've called the Fenris. Fenris Rangers. Fenris Rangers who are like vigilantes acting as like freelance space cops. It seems like. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. In this part of, space where shit has broken down right and in previous episodes they've mentioned the rangers and like even picard at one point said like well it's not that bad they have the rangers out there protecting stuff Mm. and rios was like no the rangers have fucked off they're not around here anymore gotcha so seven apparently was a ranger and then this woman bejazel was also at least pretending to be a ranger but then it seems like she used that to okay. get information about borg but i don't i don't know if she has a connection to like the reclamation thing right. or if it's basically like at this point in the world everybody who wants anything to do with borg you know right. is doing it like there's different hmm. projects in that vein right. it seems like okay okay that that the the Romulans are doing it in some very concerted effort, yeah. And then these other people are freelancing it for money, so. right? Right. Can we talk about the tone of this episode? <laughs> because no, because there's too many different tones. <laughs> I let's talk about the multiple tones. <laughs> like first of all, the, this was directed by Jonathan Frakes, who played sure. Riker on Next Generation, and it this episode felt like the people who made Next Generation were trying to make a, a modern TV show that they didn't understand to me in a huh. weird way. Okay. Um, but I love the results like so much because it's crazy. Right, you know, right, right. Like, I, like I've never really seen anything like this before, but I did watch this movie called The Librarians that Jonathan Frakes directed mm-hmm. um, that was like this swashbuckling adventure movie, mm-hmm. like a la Indiana Jones or something. And it was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. And like the part of me that loves the CW Arrowverse loved that movie. Okay, yeah. But this other part of me is like, I think this was a bad movie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I felt the exact same way about this episode. Well, like, he directed First Contact as well. I know, so and that's like one of the best movies ever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've personally, like, I, I didn't notice any... Like, oh, this is good or bad direction, hmm. not just between the ones we've seen so far, but from, like, probably literally any Star Trek I've ever watched. Yeah. You know? I feel like what I just said came off wrong. I really loved this episode. Like, I, 
enjoyed the fuck out of it. I don't want people to think that sure. I don't like this episode, but I do want to make fun of it because I think it is crazy <laughs> and like in some ways terrible, but in some ways amazing. I think the writing is the thing that's the mm-hmm. the part that mm-hmm. makes the makes or breaks the episode, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So in this was- case the writer, I don't remember her name, but she's known for writing Star Trek novels. So she had done a lot of post-Voyager novels as yeah. well. So th- I think that ex- either explains why they brought her in for this episode or why she chose to have Seven of Nine in the episode. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's basically a chance to take a character who she's written about <clears throat> and give like an, an end to the arc or to give like a a completion of a Seven of Nine story. Even if Seven of Nine never shows up again in Star Trek, which seems unlikely. It seems like they've yeah, set it up. They're definitely going to bring it back. But this is like, yeah. you know, an interesting sort of cap to that character from whatever three and a half years on Voyager. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, there's so much to talk about. And I, I feel a little shell-shocked still because like that episode <laughs> yeah. was just batshit, you yeah. know? Yeah. I haven't seen you as stunned since the first one where it was just yeah. like the novelty of new Star Trek. Yeah, I feel this episode I feel like so different about than any of the other episodes right. where like this I enjoyed for the part of me that likes B movies. Oh, that interesting. Likes <laughs> like camp and loves when it, filmmakers like swing for the fences and it doesn't matter if they hit or miss because huh. the the choices they made were so big that I can't help but appreciate it. You know, like that, that's I don't know, like but Jazel is like <laughs> Is an in, is an insane presence in Star Trek. It's like absolutely insane, but but it exists now, and I, I'm I'm so happy about that. You know, like that just tickles me with joy because it's so fucking wild. <laughs> but like, was this a like looking at the story as a whole? Does mm-hmm. this stick out like a sore thumb? Absolutely. Like looking yeah. at the show thus far, does this show make does this episode make any sense tonally and thematically with the rest of Star Trek Picard? <laughs> Fuck no, it doesn't. Right. You know what it reminds me of. The theme song to Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. It, it feels like if they were going to take the theme song from Enterprise and the feeling of watching that and translate it into a crazy episode of Star Trek, it would be this episode. Well, it's like it, it, what I mean also is that like the tone of the show doesn't matter. Like, right. they're, they're disregarding whatever the tone of the show has been. This is a yeah. statement, and we're making it. This is its own thing. <laughs> this I, is a yeah. leopard print shawl over whatever I'm wearing, and it doesn't matter what else it is. <laughs> Which, um, by the way, we did watch that today. The theme, the, uh, the theme, the to, theme to Enterprise. To Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. It's a good we, warm-up. We did a yeah. little Star Trek homework this week. <laughs> yes. Andy and I watched the first episode of, Vo- of Enterprise. Right. Yeah. Because she's never seen Enterprise, and we just wanted her to have a frame of reference. Right. Yeah. And I will never forget her face when that theme song came on. <laughs> well, it was this Sarah's face, Sarah too. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we all just, just showed it to Sarah just now, like, before watching Picard tonight. Abs- it's like the first note played, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. What am I watching right now? Where, where yeah. are the strings? Right? The- I was like, it's like a full house like decided to go into space. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's like... Whatever happened to <laughs> the Enterprise? You know? <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, that episode definitely, that is a great correlation of like this yeah. episode. Well, Tone. That's why I was thinking, of like, oh, I wonder if that's why I had a hard time connecting to it too, because like of my, I'm so used to a certain pace of Star Trek from like the homework and stuff. So yeah. I've never seen like a 
like to you like what a crazy episode would be right, so the fact yeah. that this is one of them it's like okay that may like i'm not i've never seen this formula yeah. of an episode uh, yeah. until now and though like well, there is no, no formula right. right it's like there's, the formula is there is yeah. no formula and that's what yeah. makes it like crazy <laughs> there's individually like oh this is like the classic for me is threshold from voyager that's the one which is yeah. just like <laughs> just thematically in the story you're just like what in the fuck did they just do yeah what did i wait what? oh my god that should be our star trek homework for next week because i threshold i want to rewatch it it's, it's not connected years. to anything else it's we're not, doing but who cares but it just shows you it's, it's, it's connected to like it's batshit crazy star trek yeah it's basically like if you have to rank like yeah okay out of our however many 30 seasons of star trek one episode has to be like the fucking weirdest episode yeah. do you yeah. predict threshold though? is in the, the top two or three the only thing that would be weirder are like the 60s ones where they're like yeah. we went to a planet that looks yeah. just like earth and except everyone's roman still yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that yeah. so threshold but threshold isn't fast paced and it doesn't go all over the place yeah it's focused on this one little bit of body horror and and super weird yeah, salamander sex, and that's <laughs> it. That's it. It doesn't it doesn't derivate oh from God. the weird path it sets out. Yeah, but then this episode is just like it's it's frantically paced. It's it's paced like an action movie. Yes, it's got like three or four different strange things kind of happening. It's it yeah, was this like, was weird. This episode is the closest to recreating the fifth element that anything has ever come. <laughs> like, did I you, love the fifth I element. I love the fifth element. Like, the part of me that liked Bejazel loves the fifth element. Also, like, I have conflicting nerds inside of me, you know? <laughs> like, this, I have the Star Trek and the Star Wars nerd inside of me. So, like, there's a part of me that is the Star Trek nerd who understands if fans are upset. Right. Even though I am not, you know? Like, this doesn't... Mm. I, I'm not like mad at the show. I don't feel like the show yeah. has jumped the shark. I feel like this is well within the confines of what Star Trek has already been in the past. If anything, like it's just fun for me to see, you know, oh that that was a that was the weird one. You know? Yeah. Just because like that's almost that, comforting to me. Do you think that it is the weird one or do you think it will stay in this bizarre pace? I have no idea, and I'm excited to find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like what was weird, too, is that it was like lots was happening, but there was still so much exposition that yes. that's what made the pace slow. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. even when he's talking to the weird-ass T-Sniffy dude, <laughs> yes. like, I'm sorry, I could not get over how, like, he talked Jeez. with his teeth, yeah. like, his teeth are always like, <laughs> and I was like, ugh, that's so gross. Like, Put your teeth back in, sir, or, like, close your mouth. Like, and then later they show he's got a tongue. Yeah, but it's like yes, but it's like his mouth closed was just teeth, like top lip teeth. It was, I was up for it, but it was like even their scene where he's trying to sell him on this like to do this trade right. felt forever. It was like you guys are talking so much and nothing's happening, yep, and there's yeah. like so it was like weird that it was fast paced, but in that fast pace. It all still, it's like, oh, we got here, and now we're going to, like, Explain sit in, bit, this, yeah. in exposition, <laughs> exposition, and then we're going to flip over to what's her name <laughs> yeah. and, like, see her son, and you're like, right. the junk? Like, okay, right, and then right, it's like, right, right. and then we're going to, like, squeeze that out, and then we're going to jump over here, and it yeah. was like, okay, wait, we're jumping, but then there's so much talking, I think <laughs> I can tune out and tune back in, and they still haven't gotten to the point yet. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. I did accidentally tune out. Like, I... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was so distraught over Echeb for like the first half of the episode. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the other homework that we did. Doug actually recommended this. Because I had already seen this episode. Yeah. So I knew that they yeah. kill Echeb. Well, 
seven kills each at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And that there's a small reference to him not having, I keep wanting to call it his cortical stack. Right. But his, but that's altered carbon. That's cortical altered carbon. node. His right? cortical node, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the episode that I suggested you watch is the one where Icheb gives his cortical node to seven of nine to save her life because he can apparently live without one. Right. Because he was young enough. Young enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the important lines. part of the homework is to establish like, oh, here's this ex-Borg seven of nine. Yeah. And then she's pseudo adopted these yeah. other ex-Borg kids yeah. they found later on. Right. And he did something to help save her life and... You know, there's there's a bond, a familial yeah. bond. Yeah, there. It's season sure. seven, episode two of Voyager. Yeah. Do you remember what it was called? Mm, indis- indigestion. Indigestion. <laughs> yeah. So Andy and I watched that, and it had been a while since I had seen Voyager. Um, at least a few years since I've sat. Well, besides Andy and I's homework last week that we did with Voyager. Mm-hmm. Right. Like th- this is my first time watching Voyager in years, and I hadn't seen anything with Seven or Icheb in years. Right. Um. I mean, them together, like, obviously, besides what we talked about last right. week. And uh, also, I had a weed candy earlier, and my thoughts are all <laughs> over the place. That's really influenced my experience of the episode and me trying to hold a thought together right now. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we watched that episode, and I I felt like it was really boring, mm-hmm. that 7 of 9 Icheb episode. Oh, sure. Right. Um, that pace-wise was very slow. Yeah, yeah. how did you guys feel about that one? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting... You're talking about the one we did the homework of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I What I liked about it was the continued struggle of Seven of Nine to find her humanity. Right. Like, yeah. And that's something that's fascinating about her character. But specifically in that episode, you know, she's grappling with death, which is a very human thing to worry about. And she's talking about how... You know, as a Borg, a piece of you lives on forever in the collective. Right. Hmm. And that that now that she isn't a part of the collective, she's worried, basically, that she won't be a, in existence anymore when she's dead. Her death now has a finality to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, but then, you know, I think it was the captain was saying, like, you. I think you underestimate... What? How important you've been to this crew, or maybe it was the doctor. I can't remember, but basically that she'll live on in the memories of others. And, right. Um. But I think then that kind of comes back in this this uh, episode as a theme because it's the idea also of like family and kin yeah. and like when you die, who will follow you and like that was her son essentially and yeah. I don't know. It's so I, I definitely think it was worth watching, but I did think that. So I liked the idea, but I do did think the episode was pretty slow. Yeah, it reminded in terms me of the unraveling of that. It reminded me a problem that I had in the latter seasons of Voyager, often where I'm like, I this uh, this story could have been told in like 20 minutes, right, right, know, right, right, which is a problem that Picard does not have. <laughs> Picard got a lot in in right. 45 minutes. I couldn't even believe that was 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot. I mean, like that whole Re- Rios, right? That's mm-hmm. her name. Like yeah. that scene with her son, and you're just like, oh, oh Raffi, oh, Ra- Ra- oh, Ra- oh, Rios is a guy, yeah, right. with all the accents, yes. yeah, <laughs> Raffaella, because <laughs> they're both our names, that's right, yeah, Raff, yeah, and it's like, oh, the whole scene with her son was heartbreaking, yeah. no, but her son was weird, yeah, he yeah. was, he didn't really like make facial expressions, yeah, no. though his face was really intense. 
intense. Right. It was like intensely blank. Yeah. yeah. Which was so strange. I kind of liked it because I thought the actor playing Raffi was being very emotive, you know? Right. And, and, and I liked the contrast between the two. Huh. And I don't know if it was just like this dude was like, mm, nope, I'm going to stone face it. Yeah. Or if there was a choice of like, oh, no, I'm going to try to have an emotional distance between this mother yeah. who I had a very... Uh, a complicated bad relationship with right right. but i agree with you it was you know yeah well that's why i was like or maybe like just for some reason his emotions aren't getting to his face right yeah, yeah. yeah. it looked like his voice like match his face yeah it was but I, I i totally agree where it was like oh someone who's like completely closed like i'm not I don't, I've already moved on versus right. someone who's like, I'm at the beginning. Right. It's like, you're not going to give them that. And it's funny, I've been thinking, because we've also talked about like how in this show we see like the people who have been affected by others' choices yes. and like the people who have been affected by like our heroes, you right. know, quote unquote. And like I was a part of a reading of a show like right before we actually started watching this. And one of the quotes from a daughter was like, people always give praise to like the geniuses who made sacrifices, but they never asked the people who it felt to be sacrificed right. or like how it felt to be sacrificed. Right, right. And I feel like I'm, like mm. that quote stood out to me. And then this show is like showing that on all ends. The yeah. fact that we see like Raffi and like, we are like, Oh, here's like this badass chick that like did everything she could. But it's like, did you guys know she had a son? Like, was that something that was known beforehand? Oh no! No, she's so, no, we've only ever seen her on this show. She too. right? She's, oh great! Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. she came in from the beginning. But and so she said like, she wanted to get a free cloud, but wouldn't say why. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that it's now like, oh, this badass chick who we're slowly learning about, it's like, oh, at first we're like, you're awesome, and not that she's not awesome, but it's like, oh, but you also right. sacrifice people, and yep. we get to see right. how you, how that's coming back to you, and right. like you have to suffer the consequences of that, and like Picard was also facing that too. So I think that's very interesting that like even though they're adding new characters or showing, or even like seven of nine too, with like bitch mm -hmm. asshole where yeah. it's like, you were also like betrayed and sacrificed in a way. Like right. I just think it's very interesting how they're doing that with all these characters mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm still like wrapping my brain around the whole thing. Like <laughs> I, I, I struggled with the each scene because that was graphic yeah. and like, and really disturbing in a way that, Star Trek usually isn't. And on top of that, it was like uh, a character that we've seen on another show for years. Like, Ichab was on yeah. Voyager for, what, like two and a half seasons or something? Yeah. Two seasons? I don't remember exactly. At least a full season. Yeah, yeah. It, like, maybe, like, all of season seven, I think most of season... I don't remember. Right. I don't remember if Ichab came in in season five or season six. I think season right. six. But it would be like if they brought... Esri Dax, who shows up right, in the absolutely. last season of DS9, and they're like, well, let's just torture her to death. Yeah, totally. It is a weird yeah. choice. It, And I don't know if I... I don't know how I feel about it, because, like, I don't like that level of... watching that level of torture, you know, like, I just... obviously, it's disturbing. Yeah. Um, And the rest of the episode was so light, and... Right. but also heavy, right. and, yeah. like, that... I think you already said that that was, like, a weird tonal shift. Yeah. But like, lighthearted Star Trek bookended by murder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, I feel weird about that being the last 
time we'll see Ichab, you know? See, that I'm, fi- I'm fine with it in, the, in a narrative sense. And, and I think there is some value in showing how deeply betrayed Seven of Nine was. For sure. Who, someone who is struggling with finding your humanity, who explicitly says in this show, basically, like, I don't have all of my humanity. Here's someone who she had a familial connection with, who then it's, is implied an ex-lover murders yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there's a, I think there's interesting emotional weight building from it. My problem is just specifically showing the eyeball dangling from a string. Like, Ugh. I think they could have done everything they needed to do in this scene without doing body horror stuff. You yeah. know, yeah, it like, could, it could, yeah, watching I, I them like, you know, yeah. crane style, like right. take yeah. his eyeball out. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, would you survive that happened in real life? If right. someone just grabbed your eye? I mean, granted, we're not in the real life. Right, right, yeah. life. <laughs> But it was just like, and then like showing them drilling and if head, yeah. it was just like... They could have cut away from it and just have like noise. Yeah, bye. you know, there's a no, you're the, you would know what's going on. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, right. for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so. and I, I wonder if it in some ways detracted narratively because it was mm-hmm. so over the top in a way that like is either going to overly disturb some people or for me just kind of took me out of the scene because it like right. went away from feeling realistic and into feeling like campy horror. If yeah. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it felt gratuitous. Yeah. And I'm so, I mean, I get that there's a lot of uh, difference of opinions of the amount of violence in Discovery and and uh, Picard compared to older Star Trek. Yeah. This is the first time where I was like, oh, that is a line for me then, you know. Mm. Yeah. That's further I than I would go. That's really, I totally agree with that. And I think that's why I honestly said I didn't love it is because the stuff in the middle actually kind of got washed away in my mind because I was yeah. so disturbed by the stuff on the two ends. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, Especially, you know, it's funny to me. Actually, the eyeball was, in some ways, less graphic than that. Like the veins in his face slowly, oh, like, and the Maddox's color face. in his face. Watching him die, like right. watching yeah. the life be sucked out of him. Right. Like usually in a scene like that, I don't know. They don't draw it out that way. Yeah. And they really drew it out. They lingered on suffering. Then they'd mm-hmm. flash back to her face. Right. Like watching him and her suffering. Right. You're talking about the Maddox at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then back to him, and then back to her, and right. then back to him again. Like, I, I just that I had to cover my eyes actually by the end because it was just also it was incredibly acted. Yeah. So I think that that's part of it too because that's a hard thing to act and not have it seem like almost comical. Right. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like like you know schmackty mm-hmm. and and it wasn't it it looked really realistic to yeah. me that he was getting tortured to death basically yeah. because i'm assuming it was like the he, the air was being sucked out of his well in the like his, i mean there the life support he was on that was helping was di- or something she did something with the computer yeah, yeah. didn't the like what's his like little rios's little hologram man thing right was like oh his like his kidneys and his lungs will collapse or something it's right. not yeah. like to me it almost well, he, sounded like it felt like it was like his insides were like squishing right like if you try to pop Strangling a balloon him, yeah. you know and like yeah. the pressure eventually it's so like his insides were just being squished until like he bursts right right of. right that's interesting i was like when he was talking before that yeah i was like what is his ailment because like he was doing that Oh, his ailment was. Oh, I'm trying to speak, but I have to make this noise yeah. first. <laughs> and I was like, really distracted by he has, it. He has a bad case of getting tuned up by that giant smells good reptile guy. Yeah, smells good. Yeah, Can smell he, very like, good. So, what did he drink then? 
Oh, yeah, he I honestly drank, thought yeah. he was dead. And then they I were like, too. here he is. So I was like, wait, you made the whole point <laughs> he to drank. have him drink the drink, look at her, convulse on the floor. Drop and, a like, glass. Yeah. Break a glass. Yes, and uh, he didn't yeah. even die. Everything is, it was all so high. It was all like comic booky yes. in a way yeah. that, that Star Trek isn't. Yeah. But but I love comic booky stuff, so I enjoyed it. You know, like I don't mind, I don't mind Star Trek changing or evolving or doing something batshit crazy and then course correcting back another direction. They've done that so many times in the past. Like, this is not an outlier. Yeah. And over time, those outliers become some of your favorite episodes because they're just, like, crazy. Like, body swapping episodes or something like that. And the whole time I was watching this episode, I was like, like, this episode is going to be a part of my life from here on out, and I'm so glad about that <laughs> because, like, it was just so wi- such a wild ride. I mean, they kind of tried to harness, like, that Star Wars energy and bring it into Star Trek a little uh-huh, bit. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and I don't, and almost like some Matrix energy, something about that city reminded me of Zion for something, some reason. Oh, mm. uh, no, I thought Canto Bright was a, was a good analogy I agree. there. Yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know just, why. I mean, it was like I mean, a clean it's Zion. It's space Las Vegas. It's, you yeah. know, it's like, here's a place that they've never portrayed in Star Trek, mm. which is something that is living outside the bounds of yeah. like, here are the rules and here's what everyone's supposed to do. And whenever they show like other cultures, it's never like this kind of like balls out party atmosphere. Yeah, sure. You know, if they don't have laws, it's like, we're a medieval society and we persecute <laughs> people because of this, that, and the other thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Star Trek normally would portray this mm-hmm. as a vehicle for a lesson of like, and this is why you need laws or, right. and this is why you sometimes need to blow off steam. This is just like, <laughs> here's space, Las Vegas, go to fucking town. Yeah. 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 I also like them showing like people beaming in and out casually. Mm. That's like my new favorite thing in oh, Star that's Trek. That's what happened. Okay. Because they never that's the other thing is beaming technology seems to be like pretty sweet, right? Yeah. You just yeah. not have to walk. But they never ever show it in classic yeah. Star Trek except like go to the planet, get back to the planet. Yep. That's it. Here they've just got like people popping into the bar, beaming down. <laughs> yeah. Someone whips out the gun throw like, fuck like, this. Bye. Beam out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love- yeah uh, you probably like <laughs> bring an emergency transporter to a rough neighborhood and just, <sighs> just beam yourself home automatically. I don't mean to talk about our own stuff, but me and uh, my friend Ryan, uh, wrote like space space show parody and then one of the characters in that just obsessively beams everywhere he's just like so yeah. lazy he won't walk <laughs> like to the kitchen won't walk right. to the kitchen from some other place on the ship yeah it's just constant beaming yeah i mean wouldn't you i would yeah well yeah for sure that character's based on me so let's do it. <laughs> what did we think of seven of nine's return well i liked it because i yeah. thought it was a good a good they they crammed so much like Here's what Seven of Nine's been doing for the past, like, 15 years. Yeah. Like, here's, like, backstory, middle story, end story in the midst of an episode that is jumping around between three other stories. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I I agree. I, mm-hmm. I The whole time I was feeling like this is going to be controversial, but I like it. You know, like, I I actually really appreciate it in a lot of ways. Like, to, to get a continuation of all these stories that I've been wondering what happened to these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Even, like, to just get a snippet of this one character from Voyager who arguably is the most interesting well besides maybe the emh the person that i'd want to catch up with right later like w- yeah. what has happened with her life like this is a fascinating look into where her life has gone where yeah. she's like not a member of starfleet she's joined these fenris rangers right she's still struggling with her humanity yeah um she doesn't she doesn't know where the line her line is and she's trying to find it and her line is you know 
in a different place than we usually see in Star Trek. And I actually like that, too. I think that that's interesting to see. Yeah, her murderous turn at the end did surprise me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she got basically talked down from yeah. killing Bejazel the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, now she's just going to split, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so when she does go back, and re-watching it now is interesting because she's like, yeah, cool, all right, I'm out of here. Hey, can I grab... Two of these two phasers on my way? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, Picard. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Her, her dual wielding phasers was like the one shot I'd seen of her in the trailers. Right. So I'm like, oh, she's going to go shoot some people up with these yeah. phasers as right, soon right. as she asked for them. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I. What do you think? Of Me? Her, of her return. Yeah. Oh, I actually, like, oh, I mean, I was just saying, I really liked it, yeah. But did you, I mean, was was that somewhere you're okay with her story going? Yeah, like, when I think about this episode, there are some acting choices that I thought were, like, way over the top, and some production choices that I thought were way over the top, but but I enjoyed that because I like over the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I think about, like, what actually happened to these people and does it track logically if you ignore like i don't know i have like this like layers of suspension of disbelief yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. like when i watch star trek i like to be all in i like to be a hundred percent everything in this episode happened in this universe yeah that's my like extreme um what's the word when you're like in it Dedication? Immersion. 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 Thank you. Yeah, that's like what I want is extreme immersion. Okay. But there's so many episodes of Star Trek that don't deserve that. So yeah. you, you kind of learn to pull back a layer and yeah. say, okay, mm-hmm. um, so these characters did this and I remember that they did that. But this is a TV show and I don't need this to be what I want all the time. Sure. So I feel that way about this episode where I feel like this happened to those characters. You know, Icheb was killed in this horrific way and Seven and took revenge. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, I wanted her to kill Bejazel. I I'm going to say <laughs> Bejazel all the time from now on because every time I hear that word, it makes me smile. It's just hard to say it with a straight face. Yeah. I don't. I'm smiling. I don't want to say it with a straight face. It makes me want to laugh. Um, so I actually felt like her character made that choice you know yeah. I, mm-hmm. I i believed that and i believed that picard would do this crazy accent and i believed that that was funny rios would wear this like oh <laughs> what's the name suit. of the kid he was so oh, cute Elnor. he's yeah. like oh, oh are we playing Batan? you're pretending <laughs> it's a lie and he's oh, like i didn't get one he's like ta-da yeah <laughs> like you're so- okay that was adorable it was yeah. the second time through i was like oh right he was raised by the nuns who believe in absolute candor so yeah. not lying yeah so like this is really like a novelty and perhaps even like a ooh, we get to yeah. lie yeah well because yeah. it was like literally like they it started with you know those like pop-up ad things coming right. up and then they like make their full plan and it's like five minutes in he's like Oh, it's <laughs> so perfect because you're like, yeah. oh, I haven't even thought about you for like yeah. five minutes, and finally, like, welcome to the conversation. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was a really nice like speckles of like yeah. humor yes. and also like slight tone change to be like, yeah. okay, like give your brain a second to reset to figure out yeah. what's happening. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. Yeah, and I like the little <laughs> aside that he doesn't get any pop up ads. Yeah, Yeah, most likely because he's just like uh, nothing. You know, there's nothing that's known (laughs) about him. Yeah, but I just like that. And then he's almost a little sad. Like I didn't get one. Yeah, I kind of hear more about why you you two didn't like the episode as much. 
Well, I was what I was saying about the violence was the main thing. Like for yeah. me, that took over the whole episode. And like now that we're talking through it, I'm like, oh, I I did enjoy this episode in the middle, but I was so walking away from the episode. Like the thing that stuck in my mind so much was was those two violent moments. Right. Yeah. And also the three violent moments actually, because I I also think that like shooting of Bajazel or <laughs> Bajazel. <laughs> But Jazel was pretty intense, like she evaporated. Yeah, so like it was a, not just yeah. 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 She straight up and in some ways that was really gruesome too. And yeah. I mean um, there was like a cloud of blood. Right. Yeah. That's and, a no uh, questions asked. This Star Trek character is dead. Yes, yeah. Yes. In a world where sometimes they're not so dead. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Um, but you know, I just and I really didn't love that two female characters that I really wanted to root for well. Seven is more justified, I think. Right. But, you know, I just, I actually, I really liked the idea of Aggie <laughs> being, oh, yeah. Being just like this genuinely sweet and naive person right. that's yeah. on this trip. And like, yeah. and the thing I was saying that I loved about her in previous episodes was like, you, she humanizes the horror of the things they're doing. Right. Yeah. Because it seems so foreign to her to do these things. And she's around people that have been doing it, needing to do it for their whole lives. And so then to have her like murder, Mm -hmm. independently murder this person she didn't need to murder, although she did, I guess, because of something we don't know, was tough for me. Um, Which now I'm like so curious what she means by I wish I didn't know what I know. Right. Or I didn't see what I saw or something. What did she say? I wish they hadn't shown me what they showed me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I wish I didn't know what I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I wish you, and then also I wish you knew what I knew. I think she was saying to yeah, him. Yeah, she did say that first. Yeah. Oh, like, sort I of like you would understand why I'm killing you. Yeah. Yeah, and that was her lover. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> there was, was a lot weird. of weird stuff in this. Yeah, that was really was. But they also, I feel like that's another thing where they have to. They've never established that the two of them had any kind of relationship prior to now, other than like yeah. a, scientific, a scientific mm-hmm. colleague, colleague, boss type relationship. So yeah. then they have to throw in that scene where he's he's yeah. making cookies instead of replicating cookies to show them being like sweet and lovey to each other. So then her killing of him, yeah, yeah ma- has more yeah. emotional weight. Which actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's interesting that it's it is bookend by violence of these uh, two characters killing someone that they otherwise love for different yeah. reasons though you know uh, yeah yeah i mean I, yeah that, it's i i feel so conflicted like part of me is just like that was a wild ride and i loved going on it and part of me is like what the fuck was that right yeah that's why i <laughs> yeah. feel like i didn't like hate the episode because i agree that now that we're like talking it out and thinking about it it's like okay it wasn't horrible right but it definitely like because i was taken out of it so much it was yeah. hard to stay consistently in yeah yeah and yeah. Then, but i definitely am like thinking of all it's like okay we did learn a lot of information mm-hmm. which i think is helpful and like okay like i think the next episode more action or something is gonna have to happen because we're now at a place where it's like finding out that um soji is on the borg like now that he knows that it's like okay well now this whole adventure of like how they're gonna get on this borg ship is the next step right which is which is you know so it's like okay this hopefully is it'll be 
action-y, I guess, like Star Trek action-y. And these threads should start to merge because they've been right. separate. Yeah, until- we're finally. But you right. know what? I will also take Seven of Nine over like creepy brother and sister <laughs> yes. any yes. day. Oh, like, oh, yeah. It was so nice to true. kind of not even see them and think yeah, that true. they even existed. True. <laughs> there was yeah. so much information in this one about Seven of Nine's backstory. I'm like, oh yeah, if you want to do a Seven of Nine Fenris Ranger spinoff with with this, I'm uh, I would watch. Oh it. heck yeah, I'd be all about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, like I was saying, like story wise, all all of what happened worked for me. I don't know. It's it's just so it's all so confusing. <laughs> You're like borderline traumatized. No, I mean I like I'm over. I'm like elated. I like okay, was, so good trauma. Yeah, good trauma. Yeah, <laughs> this episode was absolutely good trauma for sure. Like I can't. I don't even want to try to you know make this work in my mind yeah. <laughs> like logically because it doesn't mm-hmm. need to um i and there's like a level of me that likes my shows to do that for me especially star trek but there's yeah. the majority of me just wants to you know be entertained and this was fucking wild i'm like, curious to know how this will feel in a in a binge if you could watch yes. the whole series yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and what yeah. it'll feel like after we see the next episode yeah because yeah. you talking about what the pacing will be going forward is is really interesting because mm-hmm. this could create a contrast that makes this one feel even more jarring that's my expectation right. kind of falls off the cliff you yeah. know I, i'm expecting this to be an outlier really but maybe i'm wrong see because that's why i'm hoping that it's like all right like we're bumping up to the next level so like we're gonna make this one kind of crazy because we're setting a new tone of like yeah so much shit's gonna come at you in these 45 minutes you gotta just like just go with us and it's like that's the case and it's like i'm like this will totally make sense of like a jumping off point yeah but who who knows if that's gonna happen this felt to me like star trek's attempts to humanize their characters in their first seasons that often go awry like uh i mean you know the classic example is you know they made this pilot of next generation where everyone was really stiff and the network execs were like well we want something a little different but you know they didn't have very much say back then because it was a syndicated show so like gene roddenberry could do whatever he wants but he decides the very next episode should be one where everyone on the crew gets space drunk and wants to fuck each other so that's exactly what it did and it kind of like you know it, it's like a way to oh kind of God. get to know the extremes of these characters like right. what do they do mm-hmm. in weird situations and that's what this felt like to me yeah gene roddenberry also wanted to give deanna troy six tits so that's true he's he's a he's a right. weird what? online whenever there's people who argue about him i refer to him as saint gene the horny may he rest <laughs> in space hell <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he wanted i to give the ferengi giant cocks that he had wow. to get he had to get talked down by other people who were like, "Oh, honey, no, we can't do that." No, ah, yeah, yeah. He's he's it's <laughs> weird, wow. weird pervy guy. Yeah, and also a war hero. I mean, sure, he, he is yeah. as complicated as as hey, he, this episode of Star Trek was. Right? I'm glad Star Trek exists. So yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, Star Trek's one of my favorite things, and I'm, like this episode adds to the tapestry. I was just thinking the whole time, like. We're going to see people at the next Star Trek conventions wearing so many of these outfits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know? totally. Like, this is a very memeable episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. that. Gr- yeah. See that green jacket and the orange hat? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I just like the outfit. And Bejazel's outfit was And Bejazel, cool. oh, yeah. too. Which yeah. I thought was interesting, because, like, Seven of Nine controversially had that, like, skin-tight mm. cat suit. Yeah. Mm. And then this is, you know in the episode where seven of comes back yeah here's a woman who's wearing like a skin tight cat like suit. a straight up 70s b-movie sci-fi movie outfit oh with the tears yeah even yeah. with yeah. the like with the yeah. shoulders yeah. yeah villain cloak 
Yeah. It's like we know you're the bad guy because you <laughs> yeah, have this little, <laughs> you know, little circle thing around your neck. So like, you're obviously evil. Like Isma, that person group, we know what we've learned. Yeah, yeah, it was so B movie, which was so out of place. And she but. could be Deanna Troy's sister. I, the moment she yeah. came on screen, I was like, oh my God, it's young Deanna Troy. Like yeah. there was this moment where I thought that that was her. It was crazy. Nope, she's I, Bejazzle. I, uh, I know R. that R. actress, oh, too. Wait, oh, yeah, what's she from? <laughs> Mistresses. <laughs> she's, oh, she's from Mistresses. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, Not, never is it Mistresses? Oh, girlfriend's, or girlfriend's Guide. Guide? Yeah. Is that what she's Girlfriend's thought? Guide to Divorce. This, yeah, that's that's who that is. Yes. All right. I don't know what show you're talking about, Me so. Un- unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> but you unfortunately out. Andy and I have watched every episode of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> right when we started dating the first season was actually like really good it was and then it got progressively worse and worse and worse it to the did. point where every episode we're like what are we watching gotcha but that but but Jazel was one of the main yeah. characters and yeah. i was trying to place her the whole time yeah. besides looking is. just like deanna troy yeah um yeah yep. i don't know because let's rate this episode because <laughs> i i want to know what you know what you are thinking mm. i'm going with like a Seven to a seven and a half. Wow. That's high. Yeah. Well, because because in the context of... Well, I reserve the right to ret- ret- <laughs> like retract or add. Because within the context of the show, I think if it is a one-off thing... I don't know. I just feel like whatever happens around it will affect my rating. Sure. I understand. You Completely, know? yeah. But... And I really didn't like the violence... For me, I didn't need it to be that graphic. Um, but I do think there was some really interesting things that happened. And in the context, the greater context of Star Trek, you've kind of convinced me a little bit that having these kind of wacky episodes is on brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the things that kind of bother me about it, now that we've talked through it, I kind of am like, okay, hmm. I get it. Well, I hope you do watch Threshold as homework. I'm gonna. Or, or the gangster one from... Uh, piece of the action yeah from, from original from TOS series. oh yeah. my goodness what about you Sarah yeah it's funny I originally thought like six six and a half but now I think like 6.75 nice because like I agree that there are things like especially like the violence and stuff but we did get a lot of good information even if it was like yeah. chopped up a lot mm-hmm. it was like okay at the end of the day like we have very clear objectives for ev- every character at this point almost yeah. yep. so it's like Okay, I feel like I do have an understanding of like where we go from here. Yeah. Which yep. is nice. Instead, because it's always nice to be like, the fuck's going to happen next? But right. it's also nice to be like, okay, okay. we know, like now we, I'm just going to stress about how they're going to do it, you right. know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think, yeah. A, yeah, I think I'd do like a solid, like, yeah, like 6.75. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I, I really loved it. I agree with you the, structurally, too. Why I really like this episode is that we have had the setup of all these characters whose motivations haven't always been clear. This is the first one where this, this half of it, the the crew is all together and they're all moving forward on their motivations. Mm. So like, this is okay here. We're we're out doing our thing. Yeah. Um, So I, and I, I really like that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did not like the violence, but I, I'm not going to take points off for it. Uh, but that's also because I haven't felt that it was excessive beforehand. Sure. So this would be more of like, okay, if this becomes 
the common theme, like, oh, there's yeah. a lot of this kind of stuff, then I would wind up retroactively like this episode less because that would be like, this is the beginning of the end. This is where it all changes yeah. and they start doing more of this. Oh, that's true. If that's so, the case, I'm going to be bummed. Right, right. Um, and, I, and I hope that the pace goes down from here, but not back down to where it was for the yeah, first three episodes. Yeah. I want to feel like a pretty moving along in a clip um yeah and i also want to get more like information answered i think we have yeah. to we have to stop raising questions the, yes. the, the like why did agnes kill maddox to me is like we're done with questions yeah <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna ask another question answer two more yes yeah. Yeah. we're gonna start gonna start bringing the ship in i agree i agree um so i'm giving it a, a, a hesitantly an eight for now yeah that i could see go to eight five if i wind up loving the whole season right because this will feel this is like a this feels already like this is a turning point yeah of the series and mm -hmm. so i feel like if I love the whole series, yeah. I'm going to go 8-5 on this. Yeah. If I wind up ultimately having issues where they land, this will probably wind up going down to like a 7. Sure. As like, yeah. this, is where it's, mm, this yeah. is where it changes. I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did not like that Jurati thing at the end. Like, I, I, I totally I'm, agree with Andy that it's been fun to have this like truly innocent person on right. the ship and this feels like a bummer i thought of her as the audience stand-in and now yeah. it's like oh god yeah. did we kill someone why did we kill someone well, yeah. all alive because it's like when she's like freaking out at the house and stuff it's like liar because you've seen worse yeah we don't yeah. know what it was but now we know that <laughs> right. you know something right. we don't know right yeah right. is she is she wandy Maybe. No, I think she's human, and I think that because they we know that Commander O saw her came to her, yeah, right, yeah. and yeah. so Commander O told her something, or Vulcan stuffed into her brain yeah. about something. You know what I mean? Mind melded information into her, and mm. it's I think it's going to be connected to like the Borg cube and the Romulans and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Or she's just yeah, like wrong place, synthetics. wrong time. It sounds like she probably got roped into something too, especially if like this guy she's dating is like creating this thing right and it's like innocent because it sounded like she was just trying to help and then like that turned into something else right. so it could be like well now that like i got i was at the wrong place at the wrong time i got roped in and now it's like well shit now there's like this huge secret we have to keep or right. like this thing we have to like because i'm like okay she's gonna get on the ship and she's gonna go for soji right or like you know she's gonna or maybe she's in with the creepy brother sister duo somehow i yeah. don't know yeah, at least working in parallel because she right. wants her dad yeah, yeah totally exactly yeah yeah i'm of two minds about this episode like there's there's the side of me like the younger version of me who was <laughs> took himself way too seriously <laughs> and his star trek even more seriously <laughs> would have given this like a three right would, would have been pissed oh, well, right. <laughs> but me now who just like wants i was just so overjoyed to have new star trek with john luke picard in it Overjoyed to see a continuation of Seven of Nine's story. Overjoyed to see ridiculous camp that, like, just goes above and beyond the call of camp. You know, <laughs> to into the level of like, I can't believe that got made. Um, which, John Luke Eyepatch. Yeah, John Luke Eyepatch <laughs> oh, so and his good. crazy Ooh. accent. Um, but but there's like <laughs> a <thread>. <laughs> but there's like a thread that makes sense in there. There's like a thread that kind of works inside of the story. Yeah, and it they explained I, why they were dressed up like maniacs. Yeah, it's like okay, that makes sense. I bought it. Yeah, it's like young me thinks it's a three. Me now thinks it's like an eight. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it 
like a six and a half. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, man, crazy shit. I I feel like I barely scratched the surface of what I felt like I needed to talk about, but I, <laughs> but I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I feel and like... And that's, that's this episode in a nutshell. Sure. Was yeah. there anything else that anyone else had in mind that uh, emotional feelings? Oh, man. Or or just mm. scenes that... I gotta, I gotta watch it again. I was yeah. a little shell-shocked over, like, several things oh, that were happening. I know something. <laughs> For Jesse's sake. What? You didn't react when it happened, so I didn't know if you noticed it. What? When they get to Free Cloud, there's, like, all that neon. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look, we're in, like, Space Las Vegas. There's yeah, all this yeah, shit yeah. happening. Uh, there was uh, Mott's <gasps> style, like Mott's as like a, looks like a, fa- a hairstylist salon. No. A chain, and it's got him. He's a character from... A S- Mott the Barber? Yeah, so he's a minor side character on TNG. But he's the best. Uh, uh-huh. So there's a reference oh, to that. Him. Where they've got his, like, it's a blue neon face. Oh, with I, ha- the, I didn't see right. it. Aww. And then there's also Quark's Bar. Oh, my God. Is another establishment that they show so on he's like Club. franchised he's franchised yeah i love it they mention him his name in the episode they do yeah when this might have been when you had tuned out <laughs> i i had a hard time following the exposition in this yeah. one they yeah. um they mentioned rios's fake references okay and then bop or vup the the lizard teeth guy yeah. yeah says something like mr quark of Ferenginar was particularly happy with the way oh you handled the situation oh that's what he said yeah. i didn't i just didn't, i heard that yeah. but i didn't catch the, those words like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe i should put the subtitles on too. yeah and then afterwards rios's response was like that was a real hoofenfenuffer yeah and that with the subtitles on i'm still like what is happening? <laughs> what is yeah. happening? Yeah, I mean, I love like way out there s- spacey shit, and this was that. So there were two references that I thought that that's you, awesome. Uh, I love that. Also, it's the first Star Trek that references Voyager, TNG, and Deep Space Nine. Yeah, in a single oh, wow. episode. Yeah, I mean, the biggest moment for me was having Seven of Nine ask Jean Luc Picard about being a Borg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As I a agree. Star Trek nerd, yeah. like that was insane and i i was so all over the place in this episode emotionally but that moment like sucked me right yeah, back in yeah. oh that was yeah the the like do you feel like you've fully do you feel do you feel like you've regained your humanity and he yeah. says yes and then she asks all of it and then yeah. he's like no wait and didn't someone say right because like do they hint at that like he is human like are we assuming he's human Picard? yeah yeah he's human yeah, but then yeah. didn't some was someone like Oh, I bet you he's actually a synth or something. And oh, we're we gonna were find- talking oh, about that. Oh, that was our that was one of our oh, out there theories. theories. Well, Jesse's that was the theories. first time though that I thought like they're really hinting hard at his human and like right. questioning his humanity. I feel like in these right, last yeah. couple episodes. So like when that moment happened, I was like, somebody said this could be an idea, and this is the first time that <laughs> I'm like, that might not be crazy. The fact that yeah. she's like. Do you still feel human? And he's like, not all the time because yeah. jokes on you. I'm not. <laughs> you know, it's like that's. I was like, huh? Yeah, that's well, interesting. Yeah, I also was just realized if this was TNG, that would be the end of the episode. Absolutely. Do you know? Right. Like, they would end oh, on yeah. him saying that and her being like, Absolutely. and then he's like, but we're still trying, and then right. they both walk away. Right. Yeah. Do you know? Like they, that's where it should have ended. Well, Instead, she's like, yeah. yeah, I don't really feel fully human. Anyways, they're gonna go murder my ex lover. Yeah, and, and then let's watch someone else murder someone. <laughs> let's watch two people murder their ex lovers in a row. Yeah, it's a murdering time like... on Star Trek. <laughs> it's a murdering time. It's a murdering time. Yeah, like I feel like that's the difference in the one-off weird episodes of because Voyager, I think, is kind of similar too, where like, well, and then there's the difference between like episodic and not, but right. But like 
what would happen is like weird shit would happen. But by the end of the episode, they were like, and that's that one day on Star Trek. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then you'd start a whole new adventure right. the next episode. Whereas n- now it's like, and that's the weird thing that's going to be happening for the rest of this season. You right, know? right, 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 right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I think old Star Trek also would have had Bejazel, uh It would be like, we need to show that she's punished. So everything falls apart. And then the, f- the, the cops come in and they arrest right, her. Right, so then you're like, right. she's going away. Or the Tal Shiar yeah. show up and they're like, why did you double cross us? And then they vaporize her. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like out of the hands of the characters that we were identifying with. And now they're putting those murders into these characters. You're right. Yeah. I was also thinking about the, this idea that like we've seen this hopeful version of Star Trek and Picard is not that like Picard is the universe has delved into shit. (laughs) And a lot of people are really struggling with that. And for me, I feel like that's because, well, the reason they did that is because that's what's happening in our world right now. Like our world has, delved into shit yeah and it's been 30 years in both timelines like our world and their world you know yeah so yeah and if you if you think back to like 30 years ago um in our timeline like the 1990s is that 30 years ago yes it is huh is that math right yes yes yeah okay well it would have been 1990 yeah if you think about the 1990s versus now with like how far we are from where we were then in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that much of a stretch to imagine that in 30 years, in this utopic, idealistic Star Trek universe, something could happen that shook the galaxy or like shook this quadrant of the galaxy to its core yeah. with this you know major powers world being destroyed and well, having all these displaced people yeah. and then the federation pulling out of that and what does that mean for the galaxy as a whole and people have lost hope even seven of nine has lost hope but she wants picard to keep his hope so i feel like the show knows that it's not being what star trek was and it's doing it on purpose and it's trying to tell us something through that and it remains right. to be seen what they're trying to tell us, but I still feel like very on board for the ride yeah. of that. I think what it'll sell me is that if they show how to get out of that. Right. Because the point of making shows like this, if you're echoing what's happening in the real world, right. is to show solutions. To show and a like way possi- forward. Yes. Yeah. As opposed Absolutely. to just like reflect what is terrible and then have nothing to say about it or nothing to do about it and i'm just assuming that's going to happen because i'm naive and it's star trek (laughs) if that doesn't happen yeah i will be very disappointed yeah i'll be depending on what they do there's other avenues out of this that i find narratively satisfying yeah like the idea that there is no solution but what matters is how what, what choices you make in these situations sure i absolutely agree i love that yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I'll be almost as disappointed as I am that that wasn't the real actor who played Bruce Maddox. <laughs> and I, you know, I feel so conflicted about them recasting Icheb because, you know, Manu and Tureme played Icheb on the original. And if anyone wants to hear, I actually interviewed him on this podcast feed way back in the day. It's like in the teens or the 20s of the episodes. Um, so obviously, I'm like rooting for that actor to come back to Star Trek. And right. I follow him on Twitter and, um, and it wasn't him. So that was a little bit of a letdown. But at the same time, it was 13 years ago. And and they needed to cast a younger actor to make it look like 13-year-ago Icheb. And I get that. When I watched the episode, I'm like, okay, this made sense to me. And they this actor is a reasonable approximation of what I remember Icheb to be. Yeah. Versus Bruce Maddox. Where I'm like, yeah. that's not Bruce Doesn't Maddox. Like yeah. 
Not, hashtag not my Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> but then they kill him so quickly that it almost doesn't matter. That was another yeah, weird thing crazy. about this because this whole show, yeah. they've been having Maddox has basically been Bruce McGuffin out there. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. then we're like, oh, good. We got Maddox on board so he can start answering some. Oh, nope. Okay. There he goes. Yeah. Yeah. See you exactly. later, Maddox. Yeah. Totally. You could have answered a lot of shit for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we wrap up today, I actually got our first email <laughs> on the new Space Nerds what? email. What? People want to know us? So, spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. This is from Google. Learn more about our updated terms <laughs> oh of service. <laughs> We're improving our terms of service and making them easier for you to understand. And there's a lot here. But well, thanks thank for you. listening, Google. Yeah, right. Google, thank you for writing in. But <laughs> if anyone you. else has thoughts they want to share, uh, spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Ooh. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for listening. Thank yeah. you, bejazzle. <laughs> bejazzle. Oh, Dang it. Oh. So I name I have like joke names for these episodes when I'm recording, but then I put it out with like Star Trek Picard number whatever, and yeah. then the title of the episode. Right? Okay. Or should I just be calling this one Bajazel? Like, should I go back and call the last one Quantum Fingering <laughs> instead of Maps and Legends or two episodes ago? Like, what do you guys think? Oh, you man. mean should you have a interesting name or a non-interesting name? Should I have a, a name that helps people find this content or a right. name that makes us laugh? Maybe both? No, a name that makes us laugh. Okay, I like it. No one, no one is like searching like... Quantum what fingering? What is some random... <laughs> <laughs> that one I feel like people are searching for. I still have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> Actually, when they showed the recap and it, and it showed that shot of like quantum fingering. I, I don't remember what the real word is. Figuring maybe? Fig- yeah. But but I saw that and it made me chuckle. Are we at the yeah. both times? At the same time we both said quantum fingering. fingering. <laughs> 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 All right, well... This podcast was as weird as that episode was. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you guys for listening. We're just matching energy, baby. (laughs) Until next time, stay nerdy out there. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!